Live another day. Mirrors can't talk. Luckily for you, they can't laugh either. A lot of story there, a lot of lore. Uh, for those of you who are into that kind of thing, I love you. Welcome to Live, Laugh, Lore, the podcast that explores where we've been and where we may go next in the world of Warcraft. Welcome, everyone, to Live, Laugh, Lore, Episode 9, the show that's usually on the nice list, but this episode's going to get a little weird. All right. <laughs> So, oh my! Strap in, <laughs> folks. <laughs> so I mean, that's basically all right. Anyway, let me do the finish this intro before I get a little even weirder than I already am. Each episode, Ooh. we'll check in, have some laughs, and talk about the lore of Warcraft One, or maybe two topics at a time. My name is Jin, the perpetually behind, and I'm joined by someone who totally gets it. It's Ali. Yep. <laughs> yep. I feel this. Yeah, it's you feel mm. it in your soul. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Where you're like, oh, yeah, podcasting about the World of Warcraft sounds so much fun. And then you realize, oh, playing the game's hard. <laughs> right. Finding the time, especially if you're doing a show that actually requires, you know, research and a lot of notes. It kind of, you know, it takes that time. Yeah. Luckily, yeah. luckily, this show is more of just a fun jaunt. I mean, obviously, we yeah. have our notes. We like yeah. to take some, yeah. take some stuff in here. But let's just say when I work about an hour on these notes, that's 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 long for for this show. This is more of like a fun conversation. Whereas if I could if I could get an episode of Morally Gray done in an hour, I'd be like, wow, that's impressive. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely could not do that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, rather than uh, ramble about uh, how long it takes to do uh, a podcast. There you go. There's your little like. uh, (laughs) Your like warning sign. Hey, would you like to do a lore show? This, <laughs> this is the amount of effort it's going to take you. Anyway, it's worth it though. It's worth it. it. It is worth it. It is worth yeah. it. Yeah. All right, there, Allie. What have you been up to other than podcasting with you? I mean, I I mean, you could talk about podcasting with me, <laughs> but I feel like we just talked about podcasting with me. That's for true. Like two it's hours. pretty fun though. It was. It's, it's pretty. It's pretty fun. Yeah. yeah. I'm not yeah. as good at you know nutshelling things as as I would like to be. A little, little long winded, but it's still fun. <laughs> I mean, you had to nutshell four zones, and it's yeah, a lot of good stuff lot. in there. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, some good stuff. Um, yeah, just I, I'm, I'm loving Shadowlands. I am loving so much about it. I am happy with a lot of it, and I'm eager to start doing things like Torgas and get renowned and more Torghast and Castle Nathria and, you know, Endgame stuff and then more Torghast and more, and then more Torghast. Torghast. Yeah. More Torghast. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to doing more Torghast than just the little intro thing that I did with our Prince buddy. Renathal. Renathal. Prince bud. How you doing, bud? <laughs> bud. He's good bud, though. He's not bad bud. <laughs> He's a good bud. He's a good bud. Yeah. 
All right. Well, I mean, obviously, this will probably be a little bit shorter of what you've been up to because it is hard. I will. So there you go. As a, as a fun little uh, sneak peek behind the curtain, we can just say that, hey, you know, it's the holidays, everybody. We're just we're, this is recorded a little early, like nine minutes after the last episode. Yeah, so. yeah. It's true. So that's funny. You know, I get I get to hang out with my friend online and geek out about Lord. It's a it's a good night right there. Yeah, yeah. Like in terms of podcasting yeah. quality, it's going to be great. But when someone says, "What's your week been up to?" and you you have to do that twice, <laughs> right? It's a little challenging. I will admit, it's a little challenging. <laughs> you gotta you gotta stretch it out, and it feels like some of those story, stories get a little thin. But it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. 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 So, any, anything else besides enjoying a delicious hot beverage and wearing an adorable hat? I'm I'm a little bummed, so I just got this one. We're we're, we're both wearing Santa hats. In case you're not following <laughs> us on Twitter to see the picture, um, because we look great in our Santa hats. We do. I I just bought this one to replace the one I had before, but the one I had before, like the I don't know the the top part with the cotton ball and everything. Like this top part was like longer, so it like looped down a little bit further than this, and it felt a little bit better in this. It's just new. I just, I haven't broken it in yet, you know? So, um, yeah. yeah. yeah but it's the season. Yours, yours looks a little nicer. Yours is what I was aiming for, but you know what? Mine's fine. It was like three bucks at the local grocery store. Gro- gro- grocery store. I have not had that much alcohol tonight. Uh, local grocery store. Well, we're going to add <laughs> some more to the diet tonight. So I know. Okay. It's great. That is great. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's just, you know, it's cheapo. You know, there's, there's bits of like right here. I can like feel like a chunk of glue where they like attached <laughs> to part of it, you know? So it's, it's, it'll do, it'll do. But my other one I had for so many years and being a teacher at a preschool, you wear it a lot and I also wear makeup and stuff. And it was just, it was, it was time to replace it. The white was not so white anymore. Well, that makes sense. It's very soft. I like to pet the hat. <laughs> that's pretty soft too. It's, it's it, look, it looks it looks fluffy. You look like yeah, you have a fluffy, fluffy hat. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. the thing. See, I don't know if I like the fluffy look or the more just like sleek look. Right. I don't know. They're both, they both have their pluses and minuses. We're also wearing our ugly Christmas sweaters, although they're not really ugly in my opinion. They're pretty awesome. Mine is awesome, honestly. Yeah, the see, dude divides. Allie, Allie sent me a message. was like, do you have an ugly Christmas sweater? And I said, no. And then like two days later, my wife was like, what about this? And I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, that is entirely Perfect. what we're going to do, because the ugliest Christmas sweater that I am wearing is the Duda Bides from Perfect. the Big Lebowski. That's Love it. I yeah. have a Game of Thrones one and it says Christmas is coming. And on top of it, Santa's sitting on the Iron Throne. Oh. I love that part of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's little, so it's really hard to see, especially on camera. But it's just, just right there. He's, just, oh, yeah. he's chilling on the Iron Throne. Honestly, when you're not really thinking too hard about it, I will say that the Iron Throne kind of looks like the Helm of Domination. It does a little bit. Yeah. Which that, I'm, that is I'm a cool true story. Too. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, yeah. we're doing a show about yeah. lore and stuff. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to be the guy, oh, I don't want a Helm of Domination over here. This Helm of Domination is not going to Just like that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like uh, it's like Donkey in, uh, in Shrek where he's like, I don't want no parfait. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you put more whipped cream on. Exactly. Yeah, of course. I was trying to do it all quiet like, but it didn't work. But that's okay. <laughs> well, I feel like you gave away the secret. Oh, sorry. No, it's fine. It's you're the one you're the one spraying more whipped cream on. Oh, it needed it. It needed it. Well, since I didn't really I'm not really up to anything we could, other than podcasting with you too, so 
And I have a Santa hat on and Big Lebowski. So I guess we can talk about our delicious drink because it is very good. Yeah. The other one that yeah. I just sprayed more whipped cream on top of. <laughs> okay. So, so what did I just spray whipped cream all over? <laughs> well, while there's so many ways I wish I could answer that right now, we're just going to say that it was on some delicious hot cocoa. With with a bit of a kick, with a little bit of little bit of peppermint schnapps, yeah. Yep, I got the de Cooper <laughs> brand, whatever that means. I have I, no idea what brand he got, but it's it's delicious. And I he he got a small one, so I tried not to do too much, so we can like have it again, like later in the week or something. And I wish I'd put more in here, and then just bought more later because it's really good. It is super good, and the brand that I got, I yeah. What made me go like, yeah, I'll get that. Obviously, it's pretty good because it's it says on the label since 1695. Ooh, so these guys have been in business for legit. a while, making some good schnapps. So yeah, so, so yeah, I, I I recommend the De Cooper De Cooper <laughs> brand <laughs> schnappies. Just like that, just like that. the 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 schnappies. Schnappies. <laughs> like the, the steppers. <laughs> Steppers. <laughs> I'm still not going to make that joke. This is yep. a great joke. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Coco. It's good. All right. Well, rather than still talk about Coco and how delicious it is and spray more whipped cream all over this <laughs> wonderful <laughs> beverage, I feel like... <laughs> See, see, the nice thing about re- at least recording with a camera on is I can see when she's taking a drink, so I can be like, nope, pause, don't make a joke yet, and make a joke now. <laughs> I that's very, that's very, you know, you're a good friend, Jen. Well, that's very nice it's of you. Cocoa. I mean, if it's water, I get it. Yeah, water <laughs> spit takes are fun. Those are those are great. But cocoa all over a computer monitor—that's just right. Sticky. No, it's not fun. <laughs> but sometimes it's me laughing so hard and trying not to laugh too hard, so I'm hiding behind my mug. <laughs> so you don't laugh too hard. Sometimes it's just that. Yeah. All right, well, let's go ahead and get into a main topic. Yeah, we should probably that? do that. Yeah. yeah. I guess we could. What you talking about? What you talking about? What you talking about? What you talking about? All right there, folks, dear listeners. So, here it is. Now, I said in episode seven, I was like, next episode, next episode, right? But that was That was mentioned a couple times. And it's totally fine that it's not next episode, because you know what? Apparently what that really meant was, next time Jen does the notes, because he couldn't contain himself. He had to talk about it. <laughs> okay? And that's fine. So obviously, we kind of alluded in episode seven, and everyone's like, oh, oh Sylvanas, oh, oh, Sylvanas. <laughs> so, so, before we even move any further into this, I just have seriously something to say, and this is this. I don't, I don't know why you gotta do it in front of the kid, with the effing. All you gotta do is say earmuffs to him. Earmuffs. If you do now want to be spoiled, because hey, if you're slow and you haven't got to this point in the storyline, it's totally fine. Because guess what? I'm not even there yet. I'm yeah, I've not seen this at all. So yeah, and this is the great thing. So I even got my little. I'm, I'm sharing my screen, and I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm, we're, we're gonna get like. This is gonna be like live reaction alley. It's gonna be great. I'm, I cannot wait. It's gonna be seriously fantastic. All right. Probably going to put my cocoa down for this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, like we said, what we're going to be covering today, we're going to be diving like like so 
So headfirst, right into the freaking cutscene, No More Lies, where Sylvanas explains her ambitions of what the heck she is doing. Like, she's, like I said, I, I say her ambitions in little square, scare quotes in my notes here because, you, 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 I mean, obviously I don't want to like spoil it too much, but you're going to get an idea of where she's at least trying to go. Okay, now, like I said, now don't don't get yourself, don't get too excited. Okay, she's not gonna. I'm like, getting excited, Virgin. I, I, hmm. Oh, mm. You know what? You can get excited, Allie. It's fine. I'm just okay, saying, thank you, thank you. Don't get too <laughs> excited because she's not going to like mustache twirl monologue and say, "Yes, Mister Bond, this is what I'm going to do. We're going to, <laughs> we're going to be shooting the Arbiter in the face with the big red laser beam." And no, like, we're not going to be doing that. She doesn't go that far. It's more of an end goal. Okay, there we go. So, yeah, so, and when I say. That we're gonna be diving headfirst. No, seriously, we're gonna be diving right in. It's like it's like if this were like the deep end, we're we're going in. This is like way at the twelve foot deep end, and it's yeah, just seriously. I do like the deep end. It's good. Mm-hmm. Everybody likes the deep end. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> That's what happens when you already recorded an episode and you just do another one and you already have some. Some giggles going. You're you're already loose, and you've been drinking. It's good. Well, I think I think some some looseness and some drinking is going to be important for this one because I think so too. <laughs> what we're going to be getting into is obviously Anduin and Sylvanas having a little chat because when you're doing the level up, you saw you saw Thrall. You didn't really see him, but you at least heard going like, ah, "You won't break me," right? That one, and then Jaina going, right. Like, ah. "Right." We heard that one. So good. So good. And then Talia was like, I didn't see Bane. I didn't see Anduin. Don't ask me what's going on with Bane. I don't know what's up with him. Other than the jailer going like, you're not even worth it. Sorry, Bane. I I think you're worth it. You're totally worth it, Bane. But Anduin, we're going to find out what's going on with Anduin right about now. Now. Oh, my. So, sound good? Here we go. We're we're going full in. This is going to look serious. Like, we got Allie reaction time. So, if you're one (laughs) of those people that like to watch those reaction videos on YouTube, hey, at least you get to hear it. (laughs) Here we go. I do hope you've settled in. The accommodations are a bit sparse, I know. Where are the others? Are they safe? No. Safe? No. I wouldn't no. say any of them are safe. Gosh, she looks I so evil so now. Tired <laughs> of your gates. As you wish. No more secrets. No more lies. You are a weapon we will use to achieve our ends. I will not become an instrument of death. So you favor life, is that it? That momentary flicker. Every second spent delaying the inevitable in an endless war that you, like every rin before you, will not survive. You know the truth. 
Nothing is fair. Not life, not death. So we're so going to tear it now. all down. And what purpose would that serve? Everyone suffers, Sylvanas. But destroying everything will not take away the pain. Oh, you misunderstand. We're breaking a system that has always been flawed and remaking it into one that is just. <laughs> Do you expect me to believe that all this time you've been fighting for justice? How can I convince you? From our first breath to our last, every decision is made for us. Then, the afterlife decides what eternity we must endure. We can't even choose who we... We couldn't oh. control anything. She but still loves Nathanos. Control no, of yeah. our fate will at last be possible. Look around you! At what and who you've joined. What makes you believe you're not just a weapon to achieve his ends? You have a choice to consider. Join us willingly. She can't sidestep that question. Or be made to serve. I thought you believed in free will, Sylvanas. We've never had free will, little lion. But that is about to change. <laughs> well then. Okay. Wow. So, <laughs> thoughts before we get in here? Wow. Well, well, it was very well acted. Her pauses and reactions were very purposeful. Like you can definitely tell. Like I said, like she definitely sidestepped a couple things. And avoided a couple things. And it, it was interesting to see a little bit of her own humanity is still in there, even though she looks like goth evil Savannah now. Oh, yeah. It's, and for whatever reason, she looks amazing. I just got to say, if you haven't seen this cutscene, you know what? Do yourself a favor once you're done watching this episode or go ahead and pause now and go watch it. It's called yeah. No More Lies. Just search Warcraft No More Lies. It's short. Do it. find it. Yeah. Because the main thing that you want to is Taryn Gregory and his team are doing a Fantastic oh, job. It's so is, good. It's so good. <laughs> it's, it's freaking beautiful looking is, is what I'm saying. Because you can't see it. So, yeah, there you go. That's what I'm saying. But what's really cool, like, it, even just, even in the audio. So if you haven't seen it yet, they're in, they're in Torghast. It's very, very open. But even in their audio, like, they, they got a little bit of that echo in there. As if you yeah. were in the, the ominous, ginormous Torghast. And I, I think that was a really cool effect. Yep. And... My wow, yeah. All right. Any other thing before we really dive in? Because we could totally just dive in and start digging into each and every one of these things. Because that's what we're gonna do today. <laughs> so, I mean, for the, for a while, I was thinking that maybe she was kind of pulling an Illidan, where she was like, you know, pretending like she was on the side of the jailer, and then not really being on the side of the jailer, but. This seems like she is actually on the side of the jailer and they believe that they're not necessarily being entirely evil. Yep. Guess I'm sorry. Vibes. Yep. 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 And, and while like, sure, like I, I see 
their point and how that kind of system would be good compared to what they have now. But they're being so ominous and and kind of evil and kind of not communicating about it that it's it's kind of the wrong way to go about getting to that place, it seems like to me. Just all very first glance. See, (laughs) and I think this is going to be a fantastic conversation because this might be one of the first ones where we we might disagree a little bit. This is going to be fantastic because I'm still processing, so I might oh, change sure, by the end. But, sure, but yeah, this is going to be fun. This is going to be because it is one. rare when we disagree on something. But all I can yeah. say is, I, if you've listened to anything that I've ever said or this and that, da 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 da, you probably think like, uh, Jen, you just you're just one of them alliance shills. You shill. Who cares what you think because you don't actually have an opinion that matters when it comes to Sylvanas. There was a part of me that was kind of sitting here thinking, I think Sylvanas might be right. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't disagree with that. Like, the more I'm thinking about it, the more, like, I mean, she's right. Like I said, like, the system is kind of broke. Yeah. And she's my, not wrong. My favorite, my favorite quote in that entire thing, and we'll, we'll get into this more when we, we dive in, is that momentary flicker. It's just like, oh, so good. Yeah. <laughs> the, the way Patty Manson delivers that flicker. Like, you're just like, wow, that is so evil and so spot on at the same time yeah uh, another fantastic voice actor oh my gosh patty madsen just kills it in this scene it's yeah so good oh all right so you're let's, still let's processing well let's process together how about how about I that? like it so yep yeah. yeah. seriously we're just gonna break this down by phrase by phrase you know and and talk about what the heck she could actually be talking about she so obviously da 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 we're going to skip over the beginning bits because eh, she just kind of rubs it in his face that he's a tour guest <laughs> a little bit. But after he says, I'm so tired of your games, she says, No more secrets. No more lies. You are a weapon we will use to achieve our ends. Now, let's not, let's not focus on the end a little bit yet. Okay. Because Anduin is a weapon that they plan to use. Because, now if we remember, back on episode 7, where I was like, I feel like I know more. Yeah, because I had already seen this cutscene <laughs> at that point. Right. Because she says that there is another. Remember in the in the very early questing in the Maw? She's like, That's we don't right. need you anymore, little lion. We have another. But I think right. now that the champions of Azeroth, you dear player have escaped the Maw because you're a Maw walker, and they didn't plan on that. It was based on the Jailer's reaction of like, what? The way gate that was placed there by the first ones are being reacted? I feel like they're right. going back to plan A of, all right, well, we got to get Anduin. Especially, as you pointed out okay. also in that episode, where he did the light bubble and the Jailer was like, interesting. Yeah, he was super, super interested in the fact that he was had that much power in the light that he could use it in the maw. All right. So, and that's that's the other thing that I just thought that was, when she's just like, you're a weapon, and we're going to achieve the end. Now, what exactly do they need him for? That is where I'm still scratching my head going, I don't know yet. What on earth would they need someone who is powerful in the light with? Any guesses? Absolutely none, because I see, I mean, you say not to jump to the end, but, you know, jumping to the end, I I see... (laughs) The end game here, and maybe maybe it involves something with the other 
cosmology forces. And since he's so strong in the light, that's going to help. Yeah. I really don't know, though. <laughs> I, I think you might be onto something because that's kind of where my, my mind went as well. It's like, OK, someone who is like allied with the light, clearly. The light does not abandon him, even in this place, you know, because right. yeah. sure, the light attacked and retaliated against Revendreth for whatever happened. But we didn't see any of, you know, we didn't see it do anything in, in the Maw because it's the Maw, like, you know. So the fact that Anduin can call upon the light, even in that place, I, I can see why he might be intriguing. But what yeah. what they're actually going to use him for? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Um, but it's at least straight into the point that you're like, okay, so they're going to use Anduin to, you know, to some means. Okay. So if he becomes a raid boss at some time, at, at one point because he was corrupted, mm, you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. So now, before we move on to the next quote, what are your just overall impressions and thoughts on just the no more secrets, no more lies. You're a weapon to achieve our ends. I, I just, I want, I want to, so much I want to know. <laughs> so I want to, I want to know like how they intend to use him as a weapon. And if they're going to actually try to convince him to work with them willingly, or if they're just going to bind him to Torgas forever and, torture and drain power out of him to make it happen. Yeah. Like wh what? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm loving this episode already. This is fun. <laughs> <laughs> this is a rare moment where you can have a, like a, a true reaction. <laughs> so right. This is awesome. Now let's go ahead and let's go ahead and jump in because I, yeah. I, I'm yeah. totally right there on board with you because Anduin does not seem like the kind of person who's just going to be like, ah, this, you know, the, the the accommodations in Torghast are very uncomfortable. I'll go ahead and join your side. It doesn't seem like, it doesn't <laughs> seem like that. But just, just in terms of personality traits, he's, yeah. I mean, if, if he, if he got anything from his father, I think it's his stubbornness. <laughs> so he, he yeah, does, he does I can seem see stubborn that. in that where it's like, oh, I'm not going to, mm -mm. No, yeah. I'm not joining your side, dummy. So, all right. Next quote that we're going to be diving into. Anduin retorts. I will not become an instrument of death. So you favor life. Is that it? That momentary flicker. Every cruel second spent delaying the inevitable in an endless war that you, like every rin before you, will not survive. Okay. So, in the grand scheme of the universe, you have to actually give it to Sylvanas because she's not really incorrect. True, you know? true. If you're the kind of person, like, if, if you're human, let's just say you're a human being, living out your mortal life on Azeroth, you, you know, in this fantasy world, you know, maybe 40, 60, 80 years, to live out an eternity in Shadowlands, it's a flicker, Right. Not much there. So I, I you're just kind of like, okay, right. <laughs> and then I, <laughs> okay, all right. And and uh, here is where I decided to go a little crazy here when I said this episode was going to get weird. <laughs> I see this. <laughs> I mean, you do this. I'm going to, I'm going to have my cocoa. You go yeah. for it. So in the grand scale, 
in the grand scale, in a universe with a possibly endless afterlife, obviously we know that there is oblivion if you do die in the Shadowlands. You know, you're just gone for good. But... Dead, dead. You're gone. Life is nasty, brutish, and short. That's kind of what she is leading to, especially in the world of Warcraft. Right. (laughs) It's, it's, It's rough. So... If you recognize that quote, nasty, brutish, and short, all right, obviously you're going to be, you're probably right there with me going, oh, yes, Jen, let's do it. Let's dive in because, yeah, it's going to (laughs) happen. Okay. (laughs) So obviously that quote comes from Thomas Hobbes when he was discussing the state of nature and why society and governments are necessary to promote the well-being of humans. Okay. Just a little jaunt, just a little, little stop in philosophy lane. Okay, we're not gonna we're gonna dive, dive in too too much because ultimately, in this whole idea, in the state of nature, okay, that Thomas Hobbes is talking about here, life is fleeting. It's a momentary flicker, as she she points it out. Now, obviously, Thomas Hobbes wrote this in like the 1600s, so like there was some, you know, some religious overtones and, and things like that as well, but also. He was uh, uh, firmly in the uh, idea of this was specifically in the in the book the Leviathan that he that he wrote. That's about so. In case you're curious, if you want to look into the Leviathan, well, now here here we go. This is gonna be a fun thing because if given concrete proof uh, proof that life is fleeting and a brief stop and a possible infinite. Even when you consider night elves live in 10,000 years, you almost have to laugh at someone clinging so desperately to it. You know, because true, she, she's true. like, so you prefer life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is that what you prefer? <laughs> uh, because let's go back to the afterlife shorts. Because we got Devos. He's chatting with the guy. That's like, why are you training this? You know, aspirin. It's beneath your station as a paragon. She's like, he won't let go. He just won't let go. There's something about him that is just weird. He's like, many souls take eons to ascend. As a quick reminder, an eon is one billion years. Okay, so if you're like, man, these night elves, they live a long time, 10,000 years ago. Where are the ancients? Been around for a long time. Shadowlands has been around a lot longer. So, yeah. So this is, this is kind of where this is leading to is she is saying that, look, life in this completely unfair world that we are born into without choice, mind you, no one chose to be born into this life. And we are simply relegated to where our, you know, by no action of our own. We're just, we're born into life and then we move on. And then the afterlife says, based on the life that you had no choice into, this is where you're going to spend your eternity. But this is kind of what she is starting to lay out. Right. So, thoughts so far on Sylvanas' ultimate plan? <laughs> I mean, it, it, it makes... there There is a good reason for her end game. And I agree. It's one of those things where... I mean, I can only speak for myself, but... I tend to, you know, in my, you know, flicker, momentary flicker, you know, I spend a lot of my time either thinking about the past, trying to live in the present or contemplating my perceivable future. But my perceivable future ends with, you know, when I die, because we as of now, like we don't know what the afterlife is and whatnot. Like, I mean, 
there's lots of theories and thoughts and whatever, but we don't like actually, actually, actually factually know right. what it is. Exactly. And, you know, same thing for here, you know, you know, if we take Anduin here, he, I would imagine that him and most of everyone else from Azeroth and everywhere else within the great dark beyond didn't actually know about the show. I mean, I'm sure some of them knew about Shadowlands, but like Azerothians didn't, I'm guessing didn't know a whole lot of details about the Shadowlands. Yeah. This, this expansion for the regular participant of Azeroth has got to be a total mind F. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, it, like, I think it was, uh, uh, Boulevard. He even said it himself. The afterlife was not what we thought it would be. Right. Exactly. And it, it's, 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 it's just, it's a lot. And so of course, because our momentary flicker is our own reality and that's what we know. It makes sense that that is all we kind of care about. But Sylvanas has a point because she has more of the information. She has more info on what is actually happening in the Shadowlands, what happens in the afterlife. And so she, she knows all that. So she's got this scheme to fix all that. And it it's a good end game. It's a good, like, how you even get from point A to point B, and I understand that that's where her scheme plays in. I just, the, the how, like, that's what my brain keeps going to is like, how? Like, how is she <laughs> yeah. going no, to fix I'm, this? I'm right like, there with you still. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, yeah. and, and don't worry. I, I think I have my speculation, but we'll, 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 we'll see. I think, I, I think, I honestly think her plan may be more simplistic than, than, than I initially perceived in this you know i'm guessing it'd have to be like 5d or 50d chess like this is this is the afterlife we're talking about this is not just the momentary flicker this is right eons and eons and eons like Mm -hmm. that's it's kind of a big deal all right it it is a big deal and (laughs) it's one of those things where you're just like hold on there savannah what are we what are we actually saying here (laughs) <laughs> because there's just a lot of crazy implications where she talks about the momentary flicker here because I think one of the main things that uh, that you can take away from this moment is that she, and, and we'll get into this a little bit more, is I honestly think she doesn't even care about life. And I think you can even get a little bit about, like from that, from the Sylvanas loyalist cutscene that you got at the end of BFA. Right. She's like, I did care yeah. about their plight and things like that, but they really didn't. They don't get it. All right. They keep clinging to this existence that they have. They kept clinging to hope. Right. This whole idea that hope, hope springs eternal. Right. That you're eventually going to, you know, better days to come and things like that. But really what she is looking at is this grand scheme of eons and eons and eons of who knows how actually long could be infinite. Unless, you know, you get blown up in a ziggurat in a Maldraxxus attack. But. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm just like, hmm. And, and I think the reason why she doesn't even care about the moment of Terry Flicker is because that is so infin- infinitesimal in the amount yeah. of time that she's worried about. Because she's worried about this, you know, you know, we, when you first took geometry class and they talked about, you know, lines and then line segments and rays, yep. 
right? Where it's like, oh, yeah. a line goes extends in this direction and this direction in the infinite. And you're like, well, that's weird. And you're like, well, this is why we talk about line segments. It goes from here to here. It's finite. <laughs> okay. And then right. array has a beginning point and continues on into the infinite. And I think that's kind of what she's talking about in that, yes, you as a mortal, you were born, you now have a soul in this Azerothian world, and then you traverse into the infinite. And then that, just that little, little, tiniest little speck in the beginning was life. And then the rest of it is death. And so I think that's why she's, she's like, all right, I'm done with this whole life thing. I'm moving on to death. Cause that's, you know, if you solve the problem in the afterlives, you basically solved the problem. Yeah. You solved the vast majority of it. <laughs> well, if you think about it from her perspective too, and look at her life, Multiple I mean, lives almost <laughs> exactly. Well, that's the thing. Like once Arthas came and, and killed her and turned her to Banshee, like, the only thing she cared about at that point was getting revenge. Yep. When that was taken away from her, when, you know, we killed Arthas, what did she do? She tried to end her life. She threw herself off, off of Ice Crown looking to end it all. So she didn't care about life after that, at that point. Yeah. And then, you know, it just seems like she keeps like dying and then getting her own new purpose and then dying and getting her own new purpose. It, shows, it seems like she goes through the cycle of kind of caring about life, not caring about life, kind of caring about life, not caring about life. Yeah. And I, and I, I think that goes, I think that you, you, you just hit on something that I, that I need to bring up is so she had this purpose in life. She was the ranger general. She gave her entire life, however fleeting that momentary flicker was, to protecting the people of Silvermoon. She gave everything. Right. Yeah. And then along comes Arthas, no fault of hers. Right? It's not like she somehow mastermind that Arthas would come in here. Okay. And Arthas kills her, turns her into a banshee. She no longer has free will. She is doing awful things with, you know, with Arthas doing this. And now she, right. because of Arthas coming in and changing the path and, and everything that she had set before her. She was, you know, she was following in the footsteps of her of her parents as the, you know, the Ranger General of Silvermoon protecting her great land and all that kind of stuff. But because of one dude coming in and killing her and then completely changing her trajectory, when she killed herself, all she saw was darkness. We can all, we can kind of assume that that is the mob. So this is what she's talking about, where it's like, really? This, I, I gave up everything that I was in service of my people, and now I go to the maw, and you call this fair? Right. <laughs> so it makes sense that she would want to break it all down. Because right. even someone like Sylvanas, who is on, you know, as we, some in the Lore Watch community, uh, and we're all kind of watching how many uh, Valkyr she has left, because yeah. it's kind of like a ticking, yes, we are. ticking clock of how, how long does Sylvanas have left? Well, this one kind of threw a wrench in that whole watching the Valkyr because she's just now in the Shadowlands. Um, right. And I think that that's kind of where I'm thinking like, yeah, you can see her motivation of like, yeah, did, did she choose any of this stuff? Did she choose to have Arthas? slaughter her entire people and force her to watch it all happen and then she was sent to an eternal damnation that that's doesn't exactly seem like a super fair deal to me 
I mean, because remember, this was before this was before Telltale. So. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, I just want to point that out. <laughs> so, so yeah, I I I can kind of get behind her a little bit in that this is all messed up. So, speaking of life isn't fair, she continues. You know the truth. Nothing is fair. Not life, not death. So we're going to tear it all down. And honestly, she could be saying tear it all down. Because I do know that there has been quotes, there have been things, I think it was even in the intro quest area, is you have the jailer saying that death comes for the soul of your world, right? So yeah, maybe she is tearing it all down, okay? I don't really know what the ultimate plan is to deal with death, though, because, I mean, sure, they, they, they did step one, deal with the arbiter who was saying, you go there, that's, that's your eternity. You go there, that's your eternity. They dealt with that. We don't actually know how. I still like to think it was Argus the Unmaker. <laughs> Could be. It's entirely possible. Now, the only reason why I am a little hesitant to think it actually is that, and the reason why I'd be like, yeah, I don't, I, I don't actually know, is I don't see how Sylvanas or the Jailer had any hand in making that happen. Right. So that's just like, eh, happened in yeah. Legion. Like, I mean, yes, there was some stuff in Stormheim that happened that were just like, yeah, totally makes sense. But the whole Argus fight, I don't, I don't see how they were involved in that at all. That just, I mean, you'd have to do some weird, I'm not going to call it retcons, but some weird explanations of how they were possibly could have directed that. Right. So here we go. Like we said, this is kind of the first clue that we have of what their ultimate intentions are. They're going to tear down not just the machine of death, but all of life as well. They're going to tear it all down. Man, you know, I'm not necessarily against the idea of you know, rebuilding a system that is broken. You know, sometimes people say like, um, one of my favorite quotes from Game of Thrones, you know, bring back Game of Thrones a little bit, is from Tyrion. My best quote he ever said is, I drink and I know things? Stats the second best. No. <laughs> uh, third best is stories. You know, that one. I like yes, that one. yes, yes. That's a great one. No, the best quote that Tyrion has ever said is, Easy to confuse what is with what ought to be, especially when what is has worked out in your favor. Right. So, I mean, you kind of look at that. You can go back in history and you see all sorts of awful things that human beings have done in our own life and realize that, and, and a lot of people like to, like to, you know, claim that, oh, they're fine, they're fine, they're fine, because that's the way things were. Well, if you dig into history a little bit more, you'll realize that there were plenty of people speaking up saying that this isn't right. Okay. So, like he said, just because that's the way things are doesn't mean that's the way things ought to be. So, we can kind of look at Sylvanas here. And she looks at this whole grand scheme of her life and what happened and then where death was supposedly going to send her. And you can see why she might say, hey, Jailer, you got a better idea? <laughs> and there's a part of me that kind of thinks that this may actually be what their brother, Zaval, got banished for. I think he may have eventually seen the flaw in the system, or maybe not necessarily the flaw, but at the very least, the issue that he has with it, you know? Somehow, lack of agency in the mortal life. 
you know, where where is their choice in, in all of this? You know, because the voice of the Arbiter and things like that, they like to say how, you know, they judge every mortal life for every joy, every sorrow, every regret, every, you know, every achievement. You know, whether it's like, oh, fantastic. Mr. Zaval probably was like, yeah, but where do they actually get to choose? Now, I'm not saying that he's a good guy, obviously. He's Mr. Spooky Face with a big hole, gaping hole in his chest, so we're supposed to say that this guy's a bad guy. Would that be enough to get him so severely banished? Well, I mean, if his plan was, like, literally tear down everything they've built, I think it would be. Yeah, true. Probably everyone would be like, no, Mr. Zaval, brother. Now I'm, now I'm picturing like Lion King. Scar, brother. <laughs> <laughs> That's where my mind went. Uh, I hope that's where your mind went, too. <laughs> it wasn't, but it is now. It is now. All right. <laughs> so, I don't know. Like like I said, th- this is a fun video to dig into because as soon as it I... It really is. As yeah. soon as I watched this, I was like, holy crap. The implications. <laughs> where could they be going with this? Um. All right. I got some more notes in here. All right. Okay. Well, uh We'll get more into this, but actually, I believe that her end goal doesn't actually achieve. Oh yeah, this is this is what I this is what I put in here, and I thought this was fun. Like I said, we're, we are going to get more into this, but whatever their end goal is, whatever they think they're doing, in my own personal life, in my own personal belief, that whatever they're like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to fix it all. I still don't think it fixes the problem. <laughs> so I'm just going to say they still got issues that they need to end. And like I said, I think it fixes it. I think it may, it may actually be better, but I don't think it fixes it, but we, we, we can get to that. A not, more. Maybe not entirely. What I want to know is this, this scheme, this plan, this end goal, was this initially Sylvanas' idea or the jailer? I feel like it was the jailer and Sylvanas. Pro- Cause he probably has more information. So that would make sense. Yeah, I mean, Sylvanas is old. Like, if we look at the, the grand scheme of things, like, compared to Anduin, Anduin's, like, 19, 20 right. years old at this point, and Sylvanas right. is probably, like, a thousand or something like that, okay? So she's old. Easily, yeah. But Zaval, the Eternal One, dude, I don't know. He's he's older than, than Ysera, and Ysera is over 125,000 years old, so. He's old. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I honestly think this is probably... His plan, that's kind of where I go. It's just, she seemed to be very easily manipulated. And I'm and manipulated or convinced, I don't know. A little bit of a pejorative with manipulated. You know, a little, little nicer term with convinced. You know, you can kind of see. Yeah. We, and, and obviously, Anduin, he's got some opinions about what's happening with her. Because <laughs> he thinks that she's just a puppet as well. But I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a crazy one. All right. You got any more thoughts before we move on to the next quote that we can rip apart? Um, not at this time. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Now, this one. This is, I like this one. I, I, I like this one. So here we go. Anduin. This little retort is, you know, via a little dialogue, a little argument here. And he says, And what purpose would that serve? Everyone suffers, Sylvanas, but destroying everything will not take away the pain. All right, makes sense. Yeah. All right, now, a little 
little ph- philosopher gin here for a second. <laughs> All right. Um, I know, there's obviously some issues here. There's a lot of philosophers that have studied and, and not necessarily studied, but contemplated, theorized on the problem of suffering. Okay. Suffering in life tends to be a big topic in the whole philosophy realm. Yeah. What they want to talk about. So he's basically saying, just because you have now created mass genocide and, you know, set off a nuke and killed off life, you know, Sargeras, for example. You, you pull a Sargeras. Just because you end all life doesn't mean you've actually gotten rid of the suffering. The suffering was still there. Okay? The pain still existed. It happened. Just because we're all now gone. All that you really did is you, you ended everything and now life is over as you know it. So... Good job, Sylvanas. <laughs> well, in a real life, don't don't look to me because I'm not actually a philosopher. <laughs> Wait, you're not? No, no, I just do a podcast on Warcraft <laughs> and happen to listen to a lot of philosophical podcasts. <laughs> yeah. I've never, I never studied it. I, I just think it's fun. <laughs> I agree, but, I agree. Yeah, but here in Azeroth and in Warcraft, we can think about this with the more concrete terms because... We now know the nature of death. Thanks, Shadowlands. We now yeah. know kind of how it works. Previously, it was a bit of a mystery. Now we have evidence, right? <laughs> that's what everyone's talking about. You know, in, 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 in the real world, everyone's like, I don't know what happens. Right? Now we know. <laughs> in Nazareth. So, so it, it gets a little more fun. <laughs> right? So, all right. If we know that life is ultimately this eventual... Yeah, this eventual feeding ground into an infinite cycle until possible oblivion, you do have to wonder what was the point of your life. Is, I mean, look at look at Sylvanas or Varian, for example. Even if he made it to the Shadowlands and his soul wasn't destroyed by Gul'dan. Oh, poor Varian. Okay. Uh, right. <laughs> apparently, according to Sylvanas, he was the lucky one. <laughs> kind of, kind of think about it. According to her. Yeah. All right. And, and I like my little note here. Maybe the Kyrian weren't too far off the mark. <laughs> Maybe this whole go ahead and forget about your mortal life. Right. Who freaking cares? You got eons to be a better you. I don't know. That is something to think about him for sure. I, I mean, I, I keep getting torn because at first I was like, sure, there's a lots of crap in the past. That I would love to be able to forget about and get off my shoulder and not have to deal with anymore in my life and I'm like yeah that sounds like heaven let's do it let's go Kyrian and then I had to stop and think myself and think about it and how those things shape us into what we become for better or worse and they're, they're kind of again for better or worse good to have around and maybe not completely forget yeah but it does when you think about the grand scheme of things, it does actually, it kind of makes some sense. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, whoever on the Warcraft writing team decided to go down this route, good on you, because this is fun. <laughs> we, we get to, like, talk about some, like, pretty, pretty, you know, like, super big brain, like, philosophical, like, like stuff that we don't usually get to talk about in video games. Right, like, like, like we're getting real deep here and this is like deep heavy stuff and it's it's just a video game like that's just that's crazy 
Mm-hmm. Well done, Blizz. Well done. <laughs> yeah. So, Steve, Steve Denizer, this was you. Good job. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a I'm a fan, as you can probably tell by my giddiness from this video. <laughs> seriously, first time I watched it, my brain went. Yeah, because uh, you know, uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna say she convinced me, but Sylvanas is right there. Mm, well, I've been, I've been waiting for this moment because I figured all along that she had to have some game, some long-term game she was playing, and I've been waiting and waiting and waiting to see what it is, and to see if it gets to the point where we actually understand her, and she's maybe not the villain that we thought she was maybe not necessarily redemption. Oh, I don't think this is a redemption. This is like saying Sargeras gets a redemption arc. But, right. Yeah. But she's not necessarily, you know, the mustache trolling villain that we thought she was either. And so I've been waiting for this moment to see what we would get from it. Yeah. So this is really interesting. I, I view this as, is this a redemption arc? No, 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 this is not a redemption arc. She even admitted it. We're going to tear it all down. Everything that you love and hold dear and what you're fighting for, right? Go back to go back to Miss Pandaria. What is worth fighting for is the better question. And she's right. saying it's pointless. You are all nothing. She said it in a video. In the cinematic. Yeah. We all loved it. Yeah. We probably shared it to our friends that don't even play WoW. And you're like, watch it. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> right? I did it. I'll admit it. <laughs> <laughs> I made a couple of my coworkers watch that thing. <laughs> that's awesome. I really, I really, that was awesome. So, I mean, now you can see when she says we, you, you are all nothing. The horde is nothing. She means it. This whole thing that, like, oh, in, in the grand thing. scheme, yeah. And she's like, if you look at the infinite, this little speck of nothingness that you're just like, you know, fighting these endless bloody wars over, it's pointless. Pointless is basically what she's saying. It's, you know, if you want to go the opposite direction in a much more positive note, go listen to Carl Sagan's The Pale Blue Dot. I don't, I don't know if you've heard that. Maybe I'll tell I have not. I'm just going to, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to make you listen to it. Oh, man. We're, we're doing it live. From this distant vantage point, the Earth might not seem of any particular interest. But for us, it's different. Consider again that dot. That's here. That's home. That's us. On it, everyone you love, everyone you know, everyone you ever heard of, every human being who ever was, lived out their lives. The aggregate of our joy and suffering, thousands of confident religions, ideologies, and economic doctrines, every hunter and forager, every hero and coward, every creator and destroyer of civilization, every king and peasant, every young couple in love, every mother and father, hopeful child, inventor and explorer, every teacher of morals, every corrupt politician, every superstar, every supreme leader, every saint and sinner in the history of our species lived there on the moat of dust suspended in a sunbeam. The Earth is a very small stage in a vast cosmic arena. Think 
of the rivers of blood spilled by all those generals and emperors so that in glory and triumph they could become the momentary masters of a fraction of a dot. Think of the endless cruelties visited by the inhabitants of one corner of this pixel on the scarcely distinguishable inhabitants of some other corner. How frequent their misunderstandings. How eager they are to kill one another. How fervent their hatreds. Our posturings, our imagined self-importance, the delusion that we have some privileged position in the universe are challenged by this point of pale light. Our planet is a lonely speck in the great enveloping cosmic dark. In our obscurity, in all this vastness, there is no hint that help will come from elsewhere to save us from ourselves. The earth is the only world known so far to harbor life. There is nowhere else, at least in the near future, to which our species could migrate. Visit? Yes. Settle? Not yet. Like it or not, for the moment, the earth is where we make our stand. It has been said that astronomy is a humbling and character-building experience. There is perhaps no better demonstration of the folly of human conceits than this distant image of our tiny world. To me, it underscores our responsibility to deal more kindly with one another and to preserve and cherish the pale blue dot, the only home we've ever known. So there you go. That's what I was talking about. <laughs> it's good. I mean, it's it's we're, like I said, we're, we're we're getting deep, but yeah, we're I mean, getting deep. It's <laughs> it's it's accurate. I mean, to to us, that that is everything. That is our world. That is you know, literally and figuratively, that is our world. But in the grand scheme of uh, of everything, it's just, it's just nothing. Yeah. So. There we go. Like we said, um, <laughs> and this is, this is the funny thing. When existence can span billions of years and you happen to spend 0.000001% of that time, possibly even less, throw some more zeros in there. <laughs> you, you you just got to wonder, like, what, what was that all for? Because, and, and then again, you know, we can go back to the Draca video. Hey, you can die in the Shadowlands. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, and I think that's the the fun, interesting cruelty of it all is that hey, you get sent to Maldraxxus, you are now the the shield of it all. You have to you're you're the one who protects all of this. You know, you're the one who makes sure that life or death continues for all of the people living out in this infinite realms of the Shadowlands. And yes, that's why I went Maldraxxus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's friggin' nuts. Um, yeah. Anyway, do you have anything else before we jump into the next quote that we're going to discuss about wonderful, wonderful Sylvanas? No, go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> we got just a little bit more. Just a little bit more, everybody. Oh, you misunderstand. We're breaking a system that has always been flawed and remaking it into one that is just. Now, now, dear Sylvanas, 
I'm not entirely sure that you've done a fantastic job of uh, studying justice, but let's let's see if you uh, can at least understand a little bit here. So, so you go through this insignificant lifespan, and then you get relegated into an afterlife where you were given no choice in the matter. You just got sorted there by the arbiter that you were never allowed to, and you were never allowed to question it. I mean, just look at the archon. Stick to the path. Right. Right. You're very angry when you start questioning things. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, what is the justice in something that seems entirely out of control, out of your control? Where is your agency as a self in this whole system? That is the question that I have in this whole thing. (laughs) Right. And then I wrote here, am I suddenly becoming a Savannah's apologist? Why am I still writing this like I'm agreeing with her? Nope, let's just move on. <laughs> <laughs> I, that was like pretty late in the evening when I wrote that, but still. Um, it works. It works. <laughs> I don't know. I just I just thought Sylvanas' remarks here where she says, we're going to be remaking it into one that is just. And then my ultimate question isn't so much what her end goal is. Okay, okay. Your end goal is to remake the system of life and death into something that resembles justice, or at least does a better job of that. I I think I'm going to have to see a proof of concept before I'm totally on your side. (laughs) I'm going to need to see what you're doing. Yeah, because like justice could potentially be considered as being in the eye of the beholder. Like what she and the jailer may see as just, you know, maybe others wouldn't let's talk to Uther about that justice see what he thinks right no wait he's a not justice vengeance vengeance. whoopsie daisy (laughs) but yeah it's I mean again from what she was saying about her end scheme like on on paper yeah it it sounds good but I'd be curious to know like what that actually would look like and what they consider to be just Mm mm-hmm I totally agree I, I, it's almost like Sylvanas, you said no more secrets, no more lies. I feel like you feel like you did half of that. She left like, out some details. I feel like you, you, you delivered on no more lies. I don't feel like any of these, these are lies anymore. Well, I don't think she's lying to us. Yeah, I think, yeah. yeah. I think there's a couple secrets still. Is <laughs> my takeaway is she, yeah. she's still holding back. She's not lying to us. She's just withholding the truth a little bit. And I don't, I don't it, it, maybe it's Anduin wasn't asking the right questions. Maybe he was getting a little there. Because let's just go ahead and jump into Anduin's retort because it all kind of fits in. <laughs> Do you expect me to believe that all this time you've been fighting for justice? And then I jokingly put in the notes, uh, <laughs> no. Maybe? Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Could be. Maybe. (laughs) I love the fact that I've basically broken not just my own brain, but I've also taken Allie down with me. (laughs) Yeah, you you sure have. Yeah. (laughs) See, this is why I was excited about this episode. Very excited about this episode. Because the moment I saw this video, that's where my brain went. I was like, oh, we're going to talk about this. This is going to be good. 
<laughs> so, once again, we're, go- we're going grand. Go grand scale. All right. If justice is proper portion between a person's deserts, what is merited, and the good and bad things that bef- befall or, or are allotted to him or her, okay? If that is what justice, in short, it's ultimately what is fair and what isn't. That is kind of the, right. the, the nuts and bolts of it. Just kind right. of like what she went back to. Nothing is fair. Not life, not death. But she's saying there is no justice. Ultimately, what she's trying to get into. Now, we as humans have a very ingrained notion of what is fair, right? Um, and just go back to the the moment when you were a kid. Your mom cut the birthday cake, and then you looked over at your brother. And it's not even your birthday, okay? Say so it's it's your your oldest brother's birthday, okay? And and you're the youngest, and then you have like the middle child, and then you look at your mom. And she's handing out pieces of cake. And she handed out a piece of cake to your middle middle brother. It's not his birthday. It's your oldest brother. Okay? If it's your birthday, maybe you can let this slide. Because it's his birthday. You understand? This is how the fairness works. It's his day. Okay? Maybe, maybe he had a little bit more. But if you see that the middle brother <laughs> and you have different pieces of cake, even, like, seriously, millimeters off. You're going to be, No. No Those millimeters make a difference, man. It does. You, and I was going to say, you probably as a, you know, as a, as a young child teacher, you've probably experienced oh, this a little bit. It's not oh, fair. Yeah, a, a lot of it. Miss Alec, it. it's not fair. <laughs> it's not fair. The, see, they got the toy for 19 seconds and I only got it for 18. Okay. This whole concept of sharing, uh, I feel like someone isn't holding up their end of the bargain. We said, humans, we, we kind of got this whole concept of fairness down. It's something is in us. We're just like, no, this isn't fair. Yeah, I mean, you could probably go to the animal kingdom and see, like, this guy's like, hey, this guy's got three bananas. And I only got two. What, what's going on? This is messed <laughs> up, man. <laughs> Seriously, it's there. <laughs> now, if we're being told that Sylvanas is fighting for justice on a grand scale, you'd have to really explain to me what she's ultimately attempting to do because... We only have a small idea of what's going on. Because now, if they orchestrated the whole Arbiter thing, you also have to wonder, was the Arbiter thing part of their plan of breaking death? Or was that just their, okay, we're going to funnel all those souls to us, get all the anima, and Denathrius is going to get us a bunch of anima too, so that we at least have the ability to, number one, break the Jailer out, because that's important. Uh, We need to be able to do that, to do anything. Of course, we're just stuck here. Is that just phase one of a multi-phase approach? Or was that, like, part of it? Because if you're saying that, oh, you know, all these beautiful paladins and all this thing, that they serve their life and all this, and then they go to the mall, hey, but it doesn't matter. Everybody goes to the mall. Fair is fair is fair. Everyone goes to the mall. I don't feel like that's their ultimate goal. <laughs> because that's currently what's happening, and it feels like she's she's got more plans. Right. Right. And what those plans are is I have no freaking clue. Right. No idea. Do you have any idea of what they think they're doing? I don't. One thing I keep going back to is I'm still processing all this. <laughs> Much like relationships, life in general, a lot of problems can be solved by freaking communicating. Oh my God, yeah. And I kind of feel like maybe, <laughs> I mean, they're, they're being so sneaky about how they're going about doing this. Like, 
have they even attempted to talk to the other eternal ones about how none of this is right and they need to fix it? Uh, I mean, maybe the eternal ones wouldn't even bother listening. You know, like I don't see the Archon actually listening, for example. But I mean, ha- have they even tried to communicate <laughs> with anyone instead of being sneaky and seemingly evil about it? I didn't get the note. Uh, the Primus. Maybe they were the first one that they approached and he freaked out. So then they had to put him down. Like, I don't, maybe that's what happened. So then they're like, ah, crap. We tried to have a civil conversation with the Primus and everything. And then he just was like, why are you talking about this? It's terrible. Blah, 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 blah. And so maybe. I'm sure that's exactly how that conversation would have gone. I think that is exactly <laughs> how that conversation went. Honestly, just, you know, one for one. <laughs> Yeah, I've interacted right. with the Primus. I am the new Primus, as we now know, and that's... So uh, you would know, really. Yeah, I would know. Yeah. We're, we're buds. Okay. We're buds. So <laughs> Good bud. All right. So, I mean, obviously, we got issues with their plans, and I completely agree with you with the whole relationship thing. Been married 17 years. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> Communication helps people. Yeah. A lot of things where I was like, why didn't I say that? Da, 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 da. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> I do have a, I do have one little fun story that I can share real quick. Normally, I relegate making fun of my parents to more like Gray, but I'll, I'll, I'll just add a little bit here. Just do it. Bit. Do, do it. See, normally, normally, and and we'll we'll keep it we'll keep it straight. See, maybe here's here's the plan. Live, laugh, lower. I'll make fun of my dad. Okay, more of the gray, I'll make fun of my mom. More <laughs> your mom, okay. I will right. make fun of like my it. dad here. See, in my okay. see with my, my parents, exactly what you said. Relationships, all about communication. It's all about communication. My dad sucked at communicating. No wonder they're divorced now. <laughs> 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 so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just good. Yeah, we'll just leave it at that. He's really bad at communicating. He really is. All right. Makes, makes, makes you wonder why I do a podcast. <laughs> Anyway. Well, sometimes, and we were just talking about this the other day, but like we see sometimes the mistakes of our parents and we choose to rise above it. And because that's what we choose for our life and that's what we do. Yes. I, yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that. <laughs> now, so Anduin, he made a snarky little remark. I don't, I don't really feel like he was, um, Doing a good job of, you know, in this whole argument. He was just making fun of her a little bit. He's like, <laughs> you're fighting for justice. It's, it's kind of what he's doing there. He's, I feel like he's going well, to Well, because from his perspective, it's a laughable concept. It is. It is. I'm not, I'm not going to make fun of him too much. Yeah. But it's like if she's trying to have a, you know, serious conversation here, he's just blowing it off. Now, she continues by saying, How can I convince you? From our first breath, to our last. Every decision is made for us. Then, the afterlife decides what eternity we must endure. We can't even choose who we... Love. She was was totally going to say that. Love. Absolutely. Absolutely. Super obvious. Love it. The reason why uh, love is because... uh, The reason we know it was love is because who the heck would actually love Nathanos? That guy is a total... D bag. He's the worst. <laughs> Seriously, the worst. Who the heck would love him? Can't even choose. That's what she's basically saying. Yeah, yeah. Now, let's not focus on the afterlife yet. Okay. 
let's not focus on the afterlife because the first thing that I want to touch upon and the reason why I thought this was so interesting for me and why I wanted to dive in is because she said from our first breath to our last every decision is made for us and you're like whoa whoa Sylvanas I got free will I do what I want whatever whatever I do what I want you know like (laughs) no one decides for me now ultimately what she's getting at is this whole concept of um basically we as mortals do not have free will too many things are outside of our control. You know, we, we don't get to choose that we were born. We don't get to choose the, the moment of our death. We don't get to choose really anything is what she's alluding to. Now, don't worry. I will concede that many people in the philosophy community that I've listened to, they do believe in free will. They think it's a real thing. We do get to choose. Uh, obviously, the things that I've just mentioned that you don't get to choose. Those are pretty much off the right. table. <laughs> but there's other things, you know, there's other choices, you know, for, for just brief example, uh, I had the choice to go to the high school that all my friends were going to because so in middle of eighth grade, we moved to a different part of the city. So I could have gone to the high school with all my other friends or I could have gone to the high school right down the road. I went to the high school right down the road and that changed my entire life. And so that, that was, that was my choice. Like that's, that's like a free will choice and that changes your life. But yeah, like there are certain things that you can't choose. Obviously you can't choose when you're born and when you die and that kind of thing. And yeah. Now yeah. some people, some people would go so far as to say that that choice that you made about the, this high school, that high school, right? It's, it's something simple of so far as like, take, take for example, if you sit and you just think for a moment and you just, you just, just kind of try and clear your mind. And then you just re- suddenly realize that, you know, you know what? I'd really like a Hot Pocket. Where'd that thought actually come from? You know, did you conjure it from out of nowhere? Did you will it into being? It, it's it's that kind of thing where it's like you understand that you don't necessarily have control of where these thoughts come from. Right. So True. That's basically what Savannah is kind of kind of alluding to. Is we don't actually have the choice. These things are outside of our control. And don't worry, I'm not. We're going to get a little bit more into that in the in the end of here, but I'm just going to, for time's sake, we'll keep moving on. Okay. <laughs> Seriously, I love I love this I love this freaking this video so much. <laughs> now you know why I listen to so many philosophy podcasts. This is fun. It's fun. <laughs> okay. Now, like I said, okay, let's go back to the notes for a second. So I'm honest, she's touching on the concept that as mortals. Even in our real life, we lack free will. It is merely an illusion of choice, is basically what she is saying, is that you you think you have free will. You're like, you know what? If I want to go down to the corner market and get myself a sandwich, that is my decision, and I have the freedom to do it. Yes, the concept of freedom, you absolutely do. You know, you live in a free country. You are not a slave. You have the choice to walk down the street and pick up the sandwich. It's delicious. Right, you have that. You have the ability to do right. that. Yeah. The freedom to do that, but the will—that's the—that's the part where she's talking about. Where she's like, you, as an individual, you don't even know where that thought came from. It could have been from anywhere, really. And trust me, that I, I'm I'm kind of on the Sylvanas side of this argument. Like, there's plenty of people you can come at, come back at me, and I'm not a philosopher. Like, I am not prepared to defend my <laughs> these remarks at all. <laughs> If you like, seriously, like Tanner from, you know, 
you know, those meddling Azeroth things, I know for a fact you could probably come at me with a lot more because you've, you've dove into a lot more than this than I have. <laughs> so, just, you know, just going to lay it out there. Like, this whole concept, it's, this is still up for debate. Okay, but we're going to, right. let's keep going. I think I, I think I got it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my God, this is so fun. All right. <laughs> All right, uh, here we go. I, I like my notes here. It says, but rather than getting too bogged down on the metaphysical here, let's focus on what she's saying right now. Yeah, we don't get to choose anything. Our choices are made for us. Now, she is inferring that we do not have the ability to choose for ourselves, including who we love, because, like I said, no one would choose Nathanos. Crap. <laughs> it's a crap choice. No, make it. I agree with her. Probably why she uh, kind of went down this path of, hey, ain't nobody got free will. No, no one's going to choose. No. <laughs> it's not going to be like, I choose Nathanos. <laughs> Nathanos Maris is my guy. No, no that's not. <laughs> All right, before we move on, any, any, any thoughts here? Any any, anything you want to add? No, I think I'm good to move on. <laughs> this is a fun one. I'm just saying. It's okay. it's good. Yeah. My my brain's like going so quick right now. Well, I mean, I did place. spring this one on you. I was like, hey, don't watch the video. We'll do this. Yeah, don't watch the video. Don't look at the notes. Let's do it live. <laughs> do it live. All right. Now, she continues. We couldn't control anything. But through the Jailer, control of our fate will at last be possible. So, now she's like, hey, now we, now we got some plans of how we can fix some of this stuff. Now, she's indicating that by making a change to the system, that we will suddenly now have the ability to choose. Now, I, like I kind of alluded to earlier, I fail to see how this is possible unless she is intending to modify the app. If, if she's just intending to modify the afterlife, she's just intending to fix the problem of death. Okay, I get it because basically she's saying that she fixed ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the problem. That whole life thing that's yeah, is like forty five to seventy five years. Yeah, that, that's on you. <laughs> yeah, you, you thought that was important, but eh, surprise, I guess it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> And you're over here thinking Kyrian's real bad. Really? A hundred right. years versus a billion? I think you can yeah. forget. Especially, I, I find it funny that he even uses the word plur, like plural as an eons. I'm pretty sure I would forget who I was after at least the first 500 million years. And I'd be like... You would think. I don't know. Unless your memory who just becomes that, that good or something. I don't know. I think he did podcasts or something. And that's when Devos was like, no, you didn't do podcasts. Forget it. (laughs) Forget your mortal life. He won't let go of the podcasting. (laughs) (laughs) He won't let go of the podcast. (laughs) In the afterlife. Hey, everybody. It's Jen. Jen, Reporting live from Arnwheel. I was visiting Maldraxxus the other day. Rocked out with some some slime guys. It's cool. It does sound like a report I would do. <laughs> hey, everybody, it's Jen reporting live from Revendreth. I hate it, but they keep talking to me about this condemnability, and I just want to, I just want to give me the condemnability. It's so I cool. keep wanting to poke dredgers for some reason. <laughs> oh, my God. 
God, yeah, I do want to poke Dredger's son. Okay, so let's see. However, so yeah, let's say she focused on just death. She fixed the problem with the arbiter saying, You go here, you go here, you go here. You have no choice in the matter. All right. Now, it still doesn't solve the problem and the nature of free will, but this is a video game, not Jen's philosophy hour. Or is it? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> the jury is still out on this one. <laughs> right. Right. Now, you have any idea what their plan might be? I know I keep asking this, but we've, we've we've been circling around this video for a while now. Any any thoughts popping into your head of what they could be planning? Well, it seems like they want to make a whole new system entirely. Oh, no. One that is quote unquote just yes, a whole new world. But <laughs> one thought that has been popping to my head over the last few minutes or something is. Who's to say that it doesn't become just another system that is flawed? Who's to say that the jailer doesn't become the new arbiter or whatever, right? Like Exactly. Yeah. Precisely. This is why I am I'm right there with you, Sylvanas. There's issues. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deny it. There's some problems. You've you've laid out your thesis. You know, I'm I'm I've been reading your papers. I'm, I'm agreeing with it. <laughs> Makes sense. You ju- you just haven't sold me on the solution yet, right? Just like every player of a video game, we're really good at saying this system sucks. But you know, what we really suck at is solutions. We don't know how to fix the problem. We can yes. just identify it. And I feel like this is what Sylvanas and the Jailer may have done. They're like, hey, everybody, this is a problem. And just like, uh, I believe it was a quote from Winston Churchill, democracy is the worst a government ever invented, except all the others. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically, yeah, I, I feel like he really, like, nailed them down. The eternal ones would be like, yeah, this system sucks. It's better than all the other ones that we came up with. <laughs> like, like it's, what, it's what do possible? you do? You know, I, like, honestly... In this whole grand scheme, like, I had no idea what they're doing with life. I feel like they're just going to like, yeah, there's no more life. No more life. You're just going to, whenever you pop into existence, I don't know how that's going to work. Because we all know how life begins. Hey, that was fun. Um, it was pretty, <laughs> pretty fun. Um, <laughs> um, let's just say, yeah, this whole concept of death is now just this uh, eternal thing where you get to choose wherever you want to go. And you just, you just go here, you go here. But at the same time, it's like, where the heck are you going to go if these eternal ones are the ones that set up these realms? Like, if there is no winter queen to set up Ardenweald, there's no pretty vistas and this beautiful tree to take. Where would I go? Yeah, where do you go? You just you just float in the endless know. void? I, I, I probably. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Sylvanas, we need blueprints. We need to know what your plan is other than we're going to tear it all down. Okay. Communication. What are you going to build back in its place? That's what we need to know now. Or else we're... we're right. Not. I'm just saying, I understand there are flaws and we're not going to... We're not going to get into that argument yet. We're just going to say, yes, Sylvanas, I, I concede. There are flaws with the system. However, you still haven't sold me on any kind of plans. All I know is that you've taken away my free will because you're going to use me as an enemy or as a, as a weapon... To do your means, so I can see why Anduin might be a little surly at this point. All right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Makes sense. All right. All right. Now, Anduin, like we said, he's a little surly. This is when he shouts back. Look around you at what and who you've joined. What makes you believe you're not just a weapon to achieve his ends? Now, at first, you're like, whoa, Smackdown. Look at that one. That's good. But at yeah. the same time, he's not really... He's not attacking their arguments. If this was debate club, he'd be smacked down for like an ad hominem. You're just, <laughs> you're just attacking his friends, saying like, yeah, he lives in a crappy house. Look at this place. Torgas sucks. <laughs> <laughs> look, at, look, look around you. Yes, she even admitted that the accommodations are a bit sparse in the beginning. Okay. But you haven't actually attacked the merits of her argument. As I guess... I guess he's kind of conceded that point because he even said everyone suffers. He just can't, I guess he can't see, you know, an end goal. And maybe Sylvanas, thanks to the jailer, has at least mm, drank that Kool-Aid is where we're going to put it. Because, I mean, if we're going to call the Kyrian a little bit of a cult, this feels a little culty too. <laughs> right. Yeah. And um, I don't want to say, you know, she's good. You know, she, oh no, Sylvanas is totally right. Hey. I'm just saying, she's making some valid arguments and you're not addressing those arguments they're Anduin. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so, now, let's see. Now, let's, let's follow this. What makes you believe? Does feel like a decent question. Right? What, yeah. what makes you believe, right, that this is actually going to work out? I mean, you don't have anything, any, any concrete proof that whatever the jailer is going to do is going to actually fix the problem that you're seeing in this whole system. Right. right now we're, we're just hearing what she what she has to say not this unknowable ancient being as is, is thinking she's just saying this is what he's gonna do we don't actually know what's going on in his internal monologue because maybe he's like Sylvanas I'm totally messing with her could be <laughs> now but like I said not attacking the arguments so anyway I get his point I'm not, I'm not saying Anduin, you're being dumb. I'm just saying Anduin, you're being, you're being a little sloppy. <laughs> a little sloppy. A little, but at the same time, I mean. He is tied up in Torquist right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, the poor guy has been through a lot. Like, can Sylvanas trust the jailer? I have no idea. Because the jailer could, you know, have convinced her of, of this end goal and his scheme or maybe they hatched it together but who's to say he's not going to turn around in the end and be like just kidding you're a tool and now I have all the power ha ha yeah it just seems to me that this would be like going back to the beginning of this we talked about Sylvanas' life and then afterlife she threw herself off the spire hey she got a raw deal she's in eternal damnation hey there's Arthas What's Arthas doing here? You know, I I think I would have got a better afterlife than Arthas. Hmm? He's the one who did this to me. So if anyone is like ripe for the picking, I think it's Sylvanas. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. I, I, I guess what I'm saying is I don't blame her for falling for his lies or truths. Hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. This is, this is ultimately what I'm saying. Makes sense to me. So, so that was Anduin's little retort. 
Let's get back to Sylvanas. Now she's going she's gonna to wrap us up. We're going to wrap us up and say... You have a choice to consider. Join us willingly. Or be made to serve. I thought you believed in free will, Sylvanas. We've never had free will, little lion. But that is about to change. And that is where my mind went, mm, you know, if you're the kind of person that believes in some of these things where we don't necessarily have free will, whatever you're doing, I don't actually feel like fixes the problem. Like, I'm right. Well, let's just say, let's, you know, let us concede your, your argument that we do not have free will. Let's, let's play along. Like, hey, we don't have free will. What are you going to do? Oh, we're going to do this, 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 and this. How is that actually going to give us free will? Well, see, <laughs> I feel like that's not actually going to fix the problem. So she says, when she says something like, we have never had free will, like I've heard the arguments, some were pretty good. <laughs> some were good. I, I'm not hearing anything of how she's going to change that. Right. The only thing that I go, okay, like I said, fixing 99.9999% of the problem is the whole arbiter. Right. If you somehow give these selves, these these souls, the choice of how to live out their afterlife, sure. Now, if we if we take a, a line from Office Space, the immortal Michael Bolton says that's a bullshit <laughs> question because no one is going to uh, choose that they want to pick up shit in their free time. So who's going to be a janitor, right? So it's right. <laughs> So basically, they're saying no one's going to choose Maljaxis. <laughs> no one is going to freely choose to be the defender of the Shadowlands from all these other realms that are trying to attack the Shadowlands. And that's a, no, that's a whole another what, what the fuck? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. We got the, we got the freaking Void attacking Bastion. We got the Light attacking Revendreth and who knows what life and arcane and chaos are doing at the same. Like, we don't, we don't know. We don't know. No. It's just, no. Nah. We only, we only got a picture of two. So, like I said, doesn't seem like she's fixing any problems. She's just, it's just another, hey, she's pointing out a problem, not actually providing any solutions. Okay. <laughs> so, right. Now, let's get a little deep. Get a little deep here. As, as, as if we, we hadn't done this in this whole episode <laughs> at all. So, what does free will mean in this context? She's clearly talking about the ability to choose how you spend your eternity. And yeah, what she's going to say. So the freedom to be who or what you see yourself as. A little Pelagos right there. But, you know, maybe a little, little bit further. Yeah. You, you extend beyond that. But in my assessment, I don't actually think this will solve anything. I really don't. So, because she still hasn't solved the whole issue of the choice of existence in the first place. Right. Go back to a little Bohemian Rhapsody and Queen. Mama. Sometimes I just don't wish I was born. I, I just wish I wasn't even born at all. Right? Yeah. How do you get beyond that issue? Right? That's a problem of free will as well. Unless that's phase two of their plan. Because, you know, again, like you say, communication. Communication is key. Right. Yeah. I feel like they need to draft out these plans and say, look, Anduin, you're a good dude. Like, we like you. Like, we're going to need you on our side. Here is what we're actually going to do. I feel like if they did that, Andrew might be like, you know what, Sylvanas? I think you might be right. 
But when she says no more games, you know, or, or no more secrets, no more lies, and he's sick of her games, I feel like there's a little bit of game plan here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They're really, yeah. Yeah, she's she's doing a decent job of laying it out and saying this and that, the da 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 da. But I don't feel like she's really selling it, you know? No, because she's not giving the details. She's not going to tell him the the journey, just the destination. Yep. That is the problem. Like, okay, in order to achieve these end goals, this, 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 how do you, like, how do you get there, right? So, now, here, here we're going we're gonna to have a little bit of fun. Now, I'm not going to, you know, I, I had to, I was just so, so. Allie, in the last episode, <laughs> she was talking about how she had to pair some stuff back. I'm just saying, I, oh my God. Talking about who, I'm going to have to, I had to pair some stuff back. Like, I was going to go down some rabbit holes. I'm just saying. So, we're just going to, we're just going to just. We could poke our head into a rabbit hole and then poke our head back out. Just, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just, just, just poke a little bit. Just take it, see what's going on down there in like, you know, what's, what's, what's going on with these rabbits? What are they doing? Right. Going right. on in Wonderland. So, many modern philosophers don't believe that free will even exists that we kind of talked about. They just don't believe it. And some use the concept of moral luck to describe what's actually going on. Now, moral and luck, you probably hear that and you think, kind of sounds like an oxymoron. What, what is morality and luck have to do with each other? Right. Now, that's actually was my thought, because I don't think I've ever heard the phrase moral luck, to be completely honest. Sure. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll like I said, we're just going to poke our head into into, the, into this yeah. rabbit hole. There's like hundreds of pages of writ, written on this. We're not going to get into it. It's, right. Yeah. Hey, if you find this conversation fun and enjoyable... Maybe you two would like like to look up the term moral luck in your free time and, and see what is going on. <laughs> now, basically what is being described is two people ought not be morally assessed differently if the only other difference between them, between the two, are factors beyond their control, okay? Huh. If this person did something and this person did something, we shouldn't assess them differently because of something completely outside of the control. It's it's this whole idea of like, okay, this person was born into this life, in this home, with these set of circumstances that led to these things, you know, all this stuff that they have no control over, right? That's kind of, it's, it's one of the things that they talk about with the whole moral lock thing, and it gets real deep. This rabbit hole goes very, 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 very I'm deep. I'm sure. So... And we're not going to get there today, but it's a fun, it's a fun topic. Very fun yeah. topic. And and I am 100% not equipped to even like, <laughs> like take you down that rabbit hole. I'm just going to get lost with you. I'm, my brain's going to turn to mush. And I'm just going to, I don't know what's happening anymore. <laughs> I'm just saying that the whole concept of moral lock is that if you're going to judge people morally responsible for something, you don't want to take another person that has done the exact same thing and treat them any differently just because of certain things outside of their control. It's this kind of, it gets very wacky. So, I mean, this, right. is, this is the whole kind of like concept of, of no free will and this like that, that Sylvanas was even talking about. So you're just like, hmm. So, like we said, at a very, very basic level, we don't want to blame people for things outside of their control. So you might be wondering, what is, what is this moral luck? 
even really me, where a significant aspect of what someone does depends on factors beyond his control, yet we continue to treat him in the respect as an object of moral judgment, it can be called moral luck. So it's like they had no control over the circumstances where they found themselves in. It's all this, it, it, it's hard to judge someone for something that they almost, they really had no control over. Because if you go back and you keep going back, and you go, they just had no control. And, and I think, and I believe right. this is what Sylvanas is really getting to. This whole idea that we don't have control over anything. And then in this, and then if you extend it even further into this Warcraft universe of the afterlife, you had no control over what afterlife you spent it in. So, fun times there. That's that's basically what she said. Is like we're gonna make you do it because we've never had free will, but soon that will change. And again, I don't agree with her that soon that's gonna change. I don't. I don't. If you really, like, dig down deep, I mean, it, maybe you'll fix something. But really, ultimately, I don't think you'll fix it. So. Probably not. At least not the, the base problem. Yep. There's lots of, lots of problems, you know, top to bottom. It's crazy. And now you can probably see why Miss Jin, this crazy psycho, Warcraft lover, philosophy, listening podcast dude... <laughs> <laughs> got so geeked out over this one video that he managed to do almost two hours on like a three minute cutscene. <laughs> right. Not many people could do that. I know I could like that's not in my wheelhouse. Like I've always been intrigued and enjoy philosophy, but it's definitely like I said, not in my wheelhouse. So I definitely could not have pulled that off because it definitely if it has that potential to go really deep and have these deep conversations about it, you know? And seriously, uh, like Mr. Tanner from, you know, <laughs> those meddling Astrothians, if you would like to have a little bit more fun and deep dive into this conversation a little bit more, <laughs> hit us up. You might be our first guest. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... I think that's where I'm going to leave it, uh, but I will leave it to you. Do you have anything else to add to this insane jaunt that we just had? I don't think so. I'm still, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm processing a little more, but I think my thoughts have at least processed some from the beginning <laughs> because we did go on this nice little jaunt. Um, I still, I just, for some reason, I just keep going back to the fact that she just isn't communicating. No. No, she she is not. It bothers me. <laughs> Just tell your plan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I feel like they're trying to break the trope of, hey, she's an evil, you know, you know, mustache twirling villain. And now she's going to tell what her plan is. And then now we know exactly what to do to, to prevent those plans. You know, or like, she's like, just going to be she's just going to be a tool of the jailer. And we're going to find some dungeon down the road in chromie time and see her impaled on the spires of Torghast, much like Deathwing was impaled on the spire of Wormrest Accord by the old gods. Because yeah. he was a tool. Yeah. And Deathwing got a whole expansion. Nazoth only got a patch. Still feel bad for that. I don't think we're done with him. I hope not. I'm just <laughs> I don't think we're done with old gods. They died. They went back to the realm to rejuvenate. They'll come back. It's fine. Yeah. It's going to be fun, everybody. Wow. <laughs> so this was a fun episode, wouldn't you say? I would say. It, it's definitely very thought-provoking. and I guess it went places, yeah. is, that, is how I would put it. 
It went places and that was a three minute and change video. And it went so many places. So many places. So many places. Well, we went from philosophy to Carl Sagan, astronomy to who knows what. Just all over the place. <laughs> Man, freaking fantastic. Man, I love it. It's good. It's so good. good. <laughs> all right. Okay. Let's go ahead and get out of here. Before we do, we do have a review. And since I read the last one, would you like to cover this one? Sure. I don't know where this one comes from, but I can I can, I can do that. Where's this a, one come from, Jen? It's a Warcraft radio. All right. Like most of Find them. that over on warcraftradio.com slash directory. And it says, two of my favorite podcasts coming together to talk lore and news. I love this show. Quickly became one of my favorites. I just wish they would make more episodes. No pressure. <laughs> love you guys. Dashkin. I promise we will probably make more episodes once we've both finished our other shows. <laughs> That's entirely possible, but it's going to be a while before either of us are done. So true. That's the, <laughs> which is why this is bi-weekly. <laughs> Correct. So just strap in there. If wow decides to keep going for a very long time, <laughs> maybe you'll get more. I mean, if anything, my show will probably be done before Jen's. And mine will become like a seasonal thing. I don't know. I'm getting pretty good at the whole, you know, what do you call it? Nut. Nutting. <laughs> You're good at nutshelling things. There it is. You're also good at awkwardly pausing after a word. We're just going to leave that one in there because that was good. Yep. Yep. <laughs> You know, you know, I'm just saying, when you do an episode like we did this one, hey, sometimes I say words and I'm just like, I don't know what the follow up word is going to be. So we're just going to say this thing completely out of context. Real bad. <laughs> sometimes after really, really deep, heavy philosophical conversations, your brain's kind of just done and just it, just, it is done. Words happen. It is. Words just happen. <laughs> and then Archer jumps in here and says, Phrasing! <laughs> yes. All right. Well, let's go ahead and just wrap up like we always do. Hey, you know how we just went real deep and we may have... It, it, hey, hey, okay. If you are currently sitting in the fetal position, worrying about your... <laughs> the existential dread of this life that we just <laughs> the momentary about. flicker and you know if you're having issues hey come on back come on back everybody it's it's fine let's have a little positive story right now just a little, little positivity stories there's nothing in the world more powerful than a good story all right now Allie, i know that you're into hockey that's I your, am. that's, that's this, your this go to that's yeah. your yeah. go to what is it? The avalanche? Is that the? That's it your is. Team? All right. Cool. Yeah. I don't know if you can see. I'm like actually. Can you? I don't think you can. No, you can't. I have an avalanche stocking hanging up over here. That I see the like stocking. I just can't tell that it's avalanche. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's turned to the side. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> so yeah. So I pay attention. I know what's yeah, going on in my, my, this, my yeah. friend's life. Yeah. Kinda. I mean, they're in Colorado. I'm in California. It's a little hard to pay attention to everything, but. Yeah. You understand. You, got the, you, you get the most of it. Right. Well, I'm just going to let you know, me, Jen, the dude who really likes Warcraft, probably comes with no surprise. Not a big fan of the sports ball. 
But you know what? Back in high school, I was actually kind of into the whole sports thing. It was actually, there is a picture of me wrestling. I was in a beautiful yes, there is. It's very, very beautiful. <laughs> I'm just saying. Now, there sometimes you just look at sports and you and you think like, hey, that's pretty awesome. I, I, you know, just the, the whole concept of it. Hey, you 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 like it? It's pretty awesome. What some people can can do with their time and their and their effort and things like that. But there's one dude. There's one dude. Now I'm not gonna say I know how to pronounce his name, but and the reason why I don't know how to pronounce his name is kind of it's French. Okay, it's French. Yeah, it's it gets tricky. It's French Canadian. Okay, their their name is. I, mean, I know I'm gonna say it wrong, but I'm gonna do my best. It's Laurent uh, Duvernay Tardif. Okay, don't. Hey, I'm, here I'm, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna leave what I said in there, and I'm gonna put him saying his own name next to it. All right. It's Laurent Duvernay Tardif. <laughs> he said it better. Just go go with what he said. I would hope he did. Yeah, he knows how to say his name. <laughs> Well, I just wanted to point out that someone, but this, this particular person that I just said his name and he said it too, he was named the sports person of the year at Sports Illustrated. And you're like, hmm, never heard of this guy. Well, pretty good dude. Well, he was uh, on the, he's the starting right guard for the Super Bowl championship of the Kansas City Chiefs. Go Chiefs. All right. No, don't go Chiefs, no. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Wait, you, okay. so you'd be like, what? All right. I don't even know what your freaking team would be in the NFL. <laughs> I literally just, my brain went, up. Uh, uh, Broncos. It's okay. They, they, they suck anyways. It's fine. Broncos suck? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It took me a second, but my brain got there. <laughs> See, I'm from California, but I actually like the Bears. Hey. Hey, Sarith. I, I, know, you, I know you like the Bears, too. Because I'm, yeah. I'm originally from Illinois, if you, if you didn't know right. this. I, I didn't know this. Yeah. Well, this particular person hasn't even played a single game all year, and they were still... They were still named Sports Person of the Year by Sports Illustrated. And you're like, well, there, Jim, how the heck do you get named Sports Person of the Year? Well, if you're feeling a little down about yourself and you're like, man, I need to do more with my life. Well, I'm just going to make you feel a little bit worse now. Because this person. Thanks. Thanks, buddy. (laughs) You're welcome. Because I read this (laughs) and was like, what have I been doing? (laughs) Because this person played in the NFL. Okay, played in the NFL. Actually went to the Super Bowl. One. Mm-hmm. They're also a doctor. They went to medical school. Huh. And they decided to sit out the 2020 season because of the COVID-19 pandemic. So they oh, have been man. working at a long-term care facility this entire time. So wow. Dude, dude literally just won the Super Bowl in 2019. And now he's like, nah, life is more important than football. Wow. I will go, you know what? I'm going to do the best I can because I don't want to look back on the year of 2020 and think, what could I, what could I have done as a, you know, someone who went to medical school, you know, graduated, became, became a doctor, got all the certifications, but no, I just wanted to play a little sports ball. Nope. That is not (laughs) what they did. No, they have actually been right there at, at the front lines, you know, doing the best they can along these pandemic. So I just kind of read this story and went, holy crap, this wow. dude this dude is awesome. And I don't even know how to say his name. <laughs> <laughs> so the fact that someone 
decided to just sit out the 2020 year literally after winning the Super Bowl, like in their peak, and was like, nah, I'll fight COVID instead. I was like, this dude is awesome. Yeah, he is. Yeah. So there you go. That is your positive. That's really cool. For all you sports sports fan out there. I know there's a couple of them. Like I, I see in the Discord talking about I mean, obviously Allie likes the Broncos and the Avalanche. We do exist. I, I, I like the Broncos because they're their home team. I don't follow it too closely. My sister does. She, who, that, that's a whole new level. But the Avalanche, yeah. Uh, I'm, yeah. All right. Yeah, I mean, I can tell you the last time that the, the Bears went to the Super Bowl, I believe that was, <laughs> that would have been like 2006. It would be either 2006 or 2007. And I was super excited. And I mean, super excited because the very first, like the very first freaking play of the game, they scored a touchdown during the kickoff. It was a, and I'm like, going nuts. Ah, ah, birds. They lost that game. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> and now here was my, here was my little, just tiny little modicum of just like, okay, I'm, this is what I'm going to do to make myself feel better. Is that they were playing against the Indianapolis Colts. And technically, Indianapolis Colts was actually closer to my hometown in Illinois than Chicago. <laughs> oh, that's what you're doing. It was only about like three miles, but at the same time, I was, it was very close. But yeah, that is that's <laughs> that's that's the way I uh, sold it to myself. It's it'll be okay. It'll be okay. <laughs> sure, sure. You yeah. go, you go around for that. Yeah. All right. Well, you, you wanna? I, I think we can call it. I think I think we're good. We're gonna go play Shadowlands for a little bit before I go sleep. Like nine minutes for twelve minutes. (laughs) Twelve minutes, yes. (laughs) Twelve minutes. I'll take twelve minutes with the Duke. That's fine. (laughs) That's not bad. About as bad as my nutting comment. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Live Laugh Lore. If you have a topic you'd like us to discuss, or a question that you're just dying to know the answer to, send us an email at livelaughlorecast at gmail.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at live underscore laugh underscore lore. You can follow Jen on Twitter at Jared Cooster, and you can follow Allie at Allie Anders K. Meanwhile, be kind and take care.